What's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your very sex mother. I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast. <laughs> Excuse me. As you can see by the title, this is going over my BD over my BDSM chart. These are just my stats of what I am classified as, or like my percentage in BDSM. This is not 100% of what I do when I engage in BDSM, but I'm also going to give you guys the definitions of each, what each one is. So that way it's like, even if you wanted to take the test or if you ever wanted to experiment with um, different roles in BDSM, you can know what they are, but this is just me telling you my chart as well. So yeah, let's get into it. I am 100% an experimentalist. And basically, that's just a person who's down to trying new things. And I totally agree with that. Oh, let me put this disclaimer out there. I forgot to say this in the beginning. So when I say the terms master or slave, I'm referring to sex. And I know that people are going to be like, well, duh, it's called the Sex Experience Podcast, blah, 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 blah. But I would be remiss if I did not mention that we are living in a time and in a world where people are a little bit more sensitive about certain topics. And even though there are some words that can have multiple definitions, there are still people who feel that certain things are just sensitive and the terms should not be used that way. I did not make these words up, but I'm just giving you guys the literal definition or the literal terms that is used when you are in the act of BDSM. So if that if BDSM is something that you, <coughs> excuse me, it's something that you seriously want to um, engage in or engage with, then there are certain terminologies that you, certain terms and certain terminologies that you will have to understand. And if you don't and you just say something and you think you're saying the right thing, but it's actually something wrong, then a whole nother conversation. But I just want to put that out there because I don't need nobody coming back to me being like, oh, you said slave as if slave is not correlated to what African-Americans were when European colonies um, colonized us, colonizers being colonized, colonizers colonizing. But it's not what I'm referring to here. I'm referring to the sex slave. So I just have to put that out there. But anyways, like I said, I'm 100% an experimentalist. I am 100% a voyeur, and that is a person who gains sexual pleasure from watching others when they are naked or engage in sexual activity. Um, I don't know how I felt about that one. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat is a little dry. But I don't really know how I felt about that because if we're going in terms of watching other people have sex, okay, my dog is having... He's trying to stretch so he can go to sleep. In terms of watching other people have sex, I'm not against it, but I'm not 100% for it. Now, what I am for is watching my partner get off or get himself off. Like if Dre was in my face and he was beating his dick, then yeah, that would be hot and I'll be totally into it and I would engage, but... Watching watching two people or a group of people, whatever, have sex, that wouldn't turn me on because, 
I will look at it like how I do porn. When I watch porn, I don't watch it to get turned on by it. I don't think that it makes me feel good or makes me horny. I watch porn more so to judge it. Like when I see a movie and you watch it and it's like, oh, that was a good movie. That was a bad one. That's how I feel about porn. Like I have good pornos and I have bad ones. So it's like, mm, I'm a little iffy about that, but who knows? I am 100% a rope bunny. A rope bunny is someone who enjoys being tied up during sex. I wouldn't say that I'm 100% a rope bunny, but am I in the strong, like, high percentiles? Definitely. Like, tie me up. Tie me up. Like, let's rope play. I wear disguise. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. Definitely, like, tie me up. Pin me down. Like, make it to where I can't move. And then drop that dick off. Now, just make sure I'm comfortable. But, you know, tie me up. Definitely drop that dick off. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe... A hundred percent is still like a hmm, but you know, it's giving a good 90% maybe. It just depends on my mood, to be honest. I am a hundred percent an exhibitionist, and that is a person who behaves in extravagant ways in order to attract attention. Um, I don't believe I'm an attention whore. I believe that honestly, I am myself. And because I am myself and how I act, it naturally does bring attention to me because there are moments where I will do things and it and my friends will sit there and be like, oh, that's something Selena would do. Like, that's typical for Selena to do it. Oh, fairy does that all the time. My friends will say that, but then other people will look at me and be like, why do you do that? And it's just it's a part of my personality. So it's like, yes, I can see how I am an exhibition uh, ex inhibitionist but at the same time I don't because I feel like I'm just being myself which is always a great thing um I am 100% a brat and a brat is someone who claps back or snarks back at their partner during BDSM play I do talk shit I am a heavy shit talker and I talk back sometimes it just depends on it depends on how me and Dre are um, in the BDSM act. Like, if he's a dom, sometimes I'll be a sub, and then sometimes I'll be a brat. I'll submit, or I'll clap back. It just depends. And then if I'm the dom, and he's the sub, then, of course, me being a bratty dom, it kind of, like, flows. But I can see how I am a brat. I don't see how I'm a brat over being a switch or a dom. I'm going to go over all of that with you guys. But, you know, I I am very bratty. I'm catty. I definitely clap back. There, I remember there was this one time where he was piping me down. And he put his neck around. he Not his neck. He put his hands around my neck. And I instantly twitched back at him. Like, I put my hand right back around his neck. And as he's telling me to do something, I'm getting smart back with him. Like, I just remember seeing that I just see it in my brain that one time when me and Dre was having sex he like choked me and I choked him back and he told me what I was going to do what he wanted me to do and I told him what I was going to do so I can see that how I am a brat I am a brat but it's sexy as long as it's sexy and he likes it that's all that matters I am 100% a switch I stand by that a switch is someone who likes to be Dominant or submissive when it comes to sex. It depends on their mood. For sure, for sure me. 
For sure, for sure. And I like the fact that my boyfriend is also a switch as well. I like the I I love the fact that um when we see how can I put this? I love it whenever Dre sees me wanting to be the Dom in that moment. He's able to be a great sub. He's re- When he sees that I'm going to be master, he's able to flip and be a great slave. But I can do the same thing for him. When I see him get full, become full Dom or become my master, I instantly want to submit and be a slave to him. So I like that we both have that ability to switch on and off. Another 100%. I have how many 100%? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm a 100% a masochist. And that is a person who gains sexual gratification from being subjected to physical pain or humiliation. Yeah. I do. I find joy um, being beat. I find um, pleasure in... Like being stripped naked and just being degraded, disrespected, only in a sexual setting. If we're not in the moment of sex or anything like that, then no, don't disrespect me ever. But if we are in BDSM or we're in the mindset of BDSM and um, Dre is my master or he's in the role of being a dom, definitely beat me. There was one time when we were studying BDSM together and at the time he thought he would be like a hundred percent Dom and I'll be a hundred percent sub because that's all we knew. But when we were studying it and really getting to understand what it is and how it works and all the different terminologies, one of the things that we did that was really, really a really great time for me was uh, we did a hundred smacks and basically I, um, I bent over on his lap and he smacked my ass a hundred times and each with each smack it got harder and I had to count out loud and so you would think like oh a hundred smacks on the ass and it gets harder and harder and harder maybe it's not that bad or whatever but no it's it's painful but it's so hot and it went from a hand to a whip to a paddle like different other types of equipment and it really like made me feel weak but sexually strong and that's just a great balance for me personally and if you're listening to this and you're just like what the fuck that sounds terrible scary or whatever that's fine for you it was just for me um I find a lot of pleasure and pain I like being smacked in the face during sex I like being smacked in the ass um sometimes depending on where how we're having sex Punches are cool, belts, whips, floggers, chains, um, paddles, all of that is something I am a thousand percent into and I love it. It's a great experience. If anybody wants to experience pain, a pleasurable pain, I would definitely suggest, you know, starting with. 100 smacks to the ass or 100 smacks to the face, seeing how, seeing if it really can turn you on 
or if it makes you feel some type of way. And of course, if it makes you feel some type of way, don't go all the way to 100 and then be like, yeah, I don't fuck with it. Stop where you feel like you like, no, I ain't fucking with this. If you do it again, I'll beat your ass. Like, stop there. But for me, I could have honestly, if me and him did it again, I think I can go to 300 because it just felt that fucking good for me. But, you know. Boom. I am 88% submissive and a submissive person or a sub is the person to obey or yield someone else. Put your desire below for theirs. And so it's basically what I just said. I um, 88%. I would have thought I was more, but now that I've taken time to really explore myself in BDSM I can see why it's at 88 percent because I do submit a lot to my partner but I have moments where like I said I won't submit but I'll be your brat or I will switch or it'll be so much other things going on that there really is no dom in a sub there's just some great bomb ass sex and so I do submit I felt like 88% was a little low, but I can see why it's 88%. And if you want to know where I did this BDSM test, um, the website is BDSMtest.org. Ha. So that's where I took my test at. And they just gave me like, it was like a hundred questions. I think, I think, yeah, I think it was a hundred questions and it was just all about, do you like this? Do you like that? And you, or what are you more into when you click the answer and then it just tallies your results based off of what you say. So, um, I am 77% non-monogamous and non-monogamous is basically a person who has multiple partners or they have one main person, but they're still active with others. Now, let me explain. When I answered these questions, I answered them honestly on how my sexual desires work. Now, am I monogamous? To my boyfriend or to my partner, yes, I am. I do not cheat on Dre. I wouldn't cheat on DeAndre or anything like that. But if me, but me and DeAndre have had conversations about having sex with other people, and we've had conversations about adding someone in our bedroom life. It's just very honest and open conversation with each other, and it's nothing wrong with having those conversations. And honestly, if I was, if I wasn't with him. I would be more into non-monogamy, but I want to be monogamous with him because of personal, sexual, and spiritual reasons. But if anybody else was in my life, I probably wouldn't feel the same way. But I just feel that way because of how I feel about him as a person and how we treat each other. And I feel like our dynamic works better with monogamy than to be non-monogamous. But you know. There's that. I am 60% a rigor. A rigor is a submissive partner in an... Oh, excuse me. A rigor is a submissive partner in anal intercourse. Yeah. And if you know me, if you've been listening to my podcast since I first started one, or if you just know me, period, point blank, you would know that... Or even if you just follow me on social media, you know that I love anal sex. Now, 77, I was kind of like, what? I don't... I could be a little bit higher in the spectrum, but it was like 77%. I'm just like, okay, but (laughs) excuse me. If you know me, you know, I love anal sex. I live for it. 
I don't necessarily live for it, but it's just one of those sensations where that's one of my spots. Definitely how I climax orgasm my anal cavity. I love it there because, like I said before, I can get nutted in and not be pregnant there. And all I have to do is just stay on the toilet like you're supposed to do anyways. And it's just a tighter hole. And it's so many different sensations that I feel from my anal cavity and from having anal sex that it's, I, I love it. Anybody that comes to me and wants to talk about it, have questions about it, I enjoy talking about anal sex just as much as I enjoy talking about sucking dick. And I love sucking dick. I love giving my man head. I love fellatio. I love anal. I love everything that deals with sex in general or most things that deal with sex in general. But if I had to like make a top five, anal sex and oral sex would definitely be in my top five. I am 57% a degrader. Am I right? right? Yes. I am 57% a degrader. That is someone who who humiliates their play partner by forcing them to do things their way. Uh, I don't agree with that because I do. um, I do engage in dirty talk. I'm definitely very I'm dirty Danish. I I talk my shit because I can back it up and. There's that, but I don't, I don't necessarily degrade him. I don't, I don't do it in a way that humiliates him or makes him feel like I'm in control. It's my way or the highway or anything like that. I am more so the one who likes to get degraded. I'm a degrade you know, but a degrader, I don't agree with that one at not, not 57%, maybe like a solid 30 because there are moments where I do clap back and it's like, yeah, get down and do that shit. And that is how I can carry myself. But when I am in that moment where I am being sexual or I am having just basically having sex, I more so want to make sure he's good. Because if you know how to have sex, not know how to have sex, but if you know what you're doing and you pay attention to what your body wants and needs. And then you have somebody who cares about you getting off first before they even think about getting off, then you can always find a way for yourself to come. And so that's just one of those things, but I am a dirty talker. I am a shit talker. Yes. And I do think that's right, but I don't think that I'm a degrader because I don't, I wouldn't go as far as to say that I would humiliate him in order to receive sexual gratification like no I don't think that's me at all well not 57% but I am 55% dominant and the dominant one during sex has more control power and it's basically the power dynamic between the two people um okay I do like how it has that I'm 88% submissive and 55% dominant because that is true majority of the time I am a submit I do submit to him because it's not even just him I just submit period because that's just how I am as a person and that's the role that I play and I play that role I believe very well I submit to my partner because I feel like I view it's how I personally view him I view him as my controller as my master not in a way where he has power over everything that I do but when it comes to sex I do view my partner and 
most of the time, most people I've had sex with are men. I view men as the powerhouse. I view men as the ones to let me know what I can do to please them. Because if I please my man, then in return, I get off. I'm a people pleaser or my man pleaser, whatever. And I just try to make sure that he's happy and satisfied. And as long as he's happy and satisfied, then I am. But I'm only get, I only get this way with certain people. And really, he's the only person I've really been this way for. Because everybody else... Now, if I was single and I took this test, then I would agree with a lot of this stuff. Maybe not the sub part because I haven't been, I've never been submissive to anyone except him, my current partner. Anybody else, I, I try to take the lead because I just don't like to get my feelings involved. But actually submitting to someone, definitely him. And it's different, but I like it. I like it a lot. It says I'm a 51%. I'm a degrady. And that's the person who gets humiliated or talked down during sex. Now, I feel like switch non-monogamous, which was 77%, with the grady with 51%. Switch those two. Now, you got me. Yes, degrade me. Disrespect me. Talk down on me. I like it. I like being called a dirty slut during sex. I like being called a nasty whore. You fucking bitch. You're so disgusting. You're so slutty. Yeah, suck that come out, all that stuff. I love it. Talk to me dirty. Say the most disrespectful things you could think of to me, but still appreciate and respect my body. Like, I love that. I live for that. Okay, it says I am 36% a master or basically I'll be a mistress. But it says I'm 36% master slash mistress. And that's basically an expert or the control person over the slave. It's basically like a dom. But see, with a master, the difference between a master and a dom, a dom is just somebody who's basically dominant during sex. They're like the main one to control what happens and how it goes. A master is not just in sex a master is way beyond that it's the beginning of the conversation like you got it's probably not even the slave wouldn't even have sex in their mind at the moment when the master is talking about anything like for example the master could come forward and just text you let's say you're the slave and i'm the master i could text you and just be like hey what are you doing nothing And you respond back, we're having a conversation. You may not notice it because of how the wordplay is going, but the master is taking control of the conversation. And then we link up and we start to interact with each other, having conversations. And again, the master is still in control of how the conversation goes. And the master leads into um, the role play. That will, that will go into BDSM, then follow up with whatever sexual gratification or sexual release happens afterwards. Hopefully that makes sense. But basically the master has full control over everything in sex and out of sex. Whereas a dom more so focuses on what happens only during sex. That's more of a short-term answer. I gave like a long-ass explanation. 
It says I'm 32% vanilla, and vanilla is basically having basic bitch sex. Conventional sex that conforms to the very basic expectations with a culture. Basic bitch sex. It's nothing wrong with basic bitch sex sometimes. Sometimes we don't need all this powerhouse, power hungry, submit, bow down, obey me. We, you don't need all that. Sometimes just stick it in, stick it in, stick it in, roll. Stick it in, stick it in, stick it in, roll. Ah, ah, one time. That's all you need sometimes. BDSM is not one of those things where you have to do it every single time in order for you to catch, in order for you to um, orgasm, unless it's your thing. If that's your thing, then do it every single time or as many times as you need to. But there's nothing wrong with having regular, conventional, what they say, vanilla sex. It's nothing wrong with that at all. Sometimes your body needs that break from being put in weird positions or using equipment sometimes with sex you don't you need a break your body would need a break and there's nothing wrong with just catching a normal normal asley butt i said asley butt asley nuts <laughs> it says that i'm 27 percent a slave and that is a person who is forced to perform sexual acts now when it says forced because i'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are going to go back and google everything that i'm saying so when it says forced it doesn't mean as if somebody is raping you and they're calling you a slave no Everything in BDSM, I should have said this in the beginning as well, everything in BDSM is consensual. So if it's non-consensual and any of these things are happening to you, then of course, you know, get the help that you need and get that person out of your life forever. But if this is somebody that you want to do these things with, these terms are all consensual. And so, yes, it says force, and we all know that force means like against your will and stuff like that, but it's not... Forced to the point where he, somebody can just pick up a random person across the street and then just be like, you're going to be my slave. No, don't worry like that. Um, but 27% a slave. This is 27%. Hold up. Make sure I'm reading this stuff right. 27% slave. Hmm. I feel like 27% is a lot low because it doesn't take much for my partner to t- let me know. Like, my partner could just tell me, like, bend over and I'll do it. Like, to be very honest, he could just tell me to pull my panties down and I'll do it. Take your shirt off, I'll do it. Anything he tells me to do, I'll do it. Even if he does it himself, I'm not going to stop him most of the time. Of course, when I'm not in the mood and all this other kind of stuff, I stand my ground, duh. But majority of the time, I'm in the mood. So I feel like 27% is a lot, is low as hell. I feel like if I had to give it a number... I would say like 68, 69% I'm a slave because, like I said, I would do anything. If whether he asks me, tell me, or he do it himself, I'll just take it. So, different. Um, it says I am 23% primal. And basically, that is primal slash prey. That is the person who. <laughs> Uh, primal and prey, it's just like, um, how can I say this without sounding so crazy? It's just like, um, having kinky animal sex. Now it's not you having sex with an animal. It's not that at all, but it's like whenever you think of animals having sex, it's wild, it's adventurous. 
Sometimes they have sex in crazy positions and not just dogs and cats. No, when you see gorillas have sex or like that video that goes around on Twitter where the gorillas are at the zoo and they want to have sex and stuff and the gorilla just bends over or just gets on top and just starts riding or when dolphins have sex, they spin around, all that kind of stuff. When you see or when you hear about animals having sex, it's crazy. And so a primal or a prey is basically a type of sexual kink or deviancy which involves becoming animalistic during sex. It includes like scratching, biting, general brute force, and stuff like that. Um, 23% is kind of low, but it's not far. I would have personally said 35, 40% only because if I'm not talking or if I'm not moaning, my body language will definitely speak for me. And something that I have done um, several times to my partner is when I can't get out how I'm feeling and I'm just releasing all of my sexual tension, I do scratch his back up. I do squeeze hard. I do bite on him. I do, you know, prey on him. I pounce on him. I treat him like animals treat each other during sex when it feels really, really good. So, like, I do think that I am a primal. I am a prey to a certain extent. But do I think that it's as low as 23%? No, not at all. Oh, excuse me. The next one is an owner. It says, okay, my phone needs to stop locking up because I need to see this. It says that I am 16% an owner. And an owner is, <coughs> excuse me, is someone else's sexually owned body. It's basically a sexual owner who owns somebody else's body sexually. I should have just said it in a simple way. It's like basically having control, not control. Somebody else's body is my property. There we go. I couldn't get that out for nothing. Um, 16%. That's what it said. 16%. Yeah. I could say that. I could agree slightly because I do know that my body is my own and his body is his own. Now, do I own his body? As in like, is that mine? Is it my property? Yes. During sex, for sure. During, even after, before, after, whatever. Yeah, he's mine. We say it to each other in the bedroom, outside of the bedroom. We know that I have my own body and I own my body and he knows that he owns his body and stuff. But I also know that because he's mine, then simple as that. It's no explanation. What's not needing to be, what's the saying? What's the saying? Something about something not being to be said because it's understood, whatever. Um, it says that I'm a 11% a brat tamer. Ugh. A brat tamer, no. I feel like I'm 0% that. Because I know how to be a bitch. I know how to be snippy, moody, snappy, and all that other kind of stuff. Because that's how I am sometimes, naturally. And so to convert it to sex, very easy. But to even though it's a low percentage, I have never... Or I don't think I have. I have to ask Dre when he gets home. But I don't think I have ever 
um, taught him or trained him to be snatty. I mean, not snatty to be, um, uh, catty or anything like that with me. And even then, I don't think I would like that. Like, I don't mind having someone dominate me or be my master or whatever the case may be. But to the point where you're a brat, brats somewhat complain. They somewhat, um, they have bitchy attitudes and all this other kind of stuff. And it's not a bad thing because if you like that kind of thing and you like it during sex, for sure, go with it. But me, I like it when I do it. I don't like, I would not like it 0%. If my partner did it, because it will just feel awkward. And that's just me personally. I don't think that's something that I could um, really get down with. And so, yeah. And then the next one is, um, they say that I am 10% a pet. (laughs) And a pet is um, just a fetish of wanting to be like loved and court. Like how you would do a pet, how you would do a dog, how I treat my dog. I like that same type of treatment during sex, being petted, being pampered and all this other kind of stuff. Um, 10%. Uh, 10%. Uh, uh. I like being spoiled. Sure. But being a pet, somewhat questionable. I I have to, I would have to do more research on that. And sometimes, sometimes when I have sex, I do pay attention to what's going on to understand, like, where do I classify myself? How am I classified in this setting sexually or how am I acting? Not fake acting, but like, what is my behavior? But sometimes when I'm having sex, I'm just enjoying the moment too much or so much that I really don't give a fuck about what's going on as long as I'm coming and he's having a good time and stuff like that. Who cares? So I've never really paid attention to being a pet or being, yeah, being a pet or anything like that. So I have to now want to pay attention to see like if I really am that I don't believe I am so I don't want to claim that one it says that I am eight percent primal hunter I don't go out and look for my prey I really don't hunt my men down or anything like that it's more so of a thing of understanding like I'm interested in you in this way are you interested in me in the same way and once that conversation is had we keep it pushing from there, but there is not really too much of a, of, I don't want to say stalking because stalking sounds bad, but just like when you are, when you're hunting, you go out, you take the time to understand your, um, praise habits. You see how they walk, which footsteps they take, how they smell, what do they do when they're alert, all those kind of things. And I'm not saying that this is just like in the wild, but you have to think about it sexually when you are on the hunt for the orgasm or for your partner or anything like that, anything like that, what do you do? You take the time to learn their body, you take the time to learn everything that is needed in order for it to be a successful orgasm. 
I'm not saying I don't take the time to learn my partner, but I don't take slow time. I don't take too much time to get to understand and learn them. It's one of those things where it's like if you, if me and you are in a sexual relationship, like it's basically just strictly sex, nothing more, nothing less. Or even with me and my boyfriend, for example, when me and him first got together, there wasn't this whole thing of like, let me understand your body slowly but surely. It was as soon as we realized this is how we felt about each other and we wanted to take this a lot further than we expected, we sat down and like studied each other's bodies right then and there. It wasn't a whole thing of me watching him from afar and seeing all this other kind of stuff about him to understand what make what feels good, what feels great, all that other kind of stuff. So I don't think 8% is right, but it could be. Who knows? Um, it says three, I'm 3% daddy, mommy. Um, I can see that sometimes I do comfort my boyfriend. I want to cater him. I want him to feel safe and love and trusted and stuff. And sometimes people look at, or if you hear this definition, you'll be like, um, daddy, mommy role. You're thinking of like your parents and stuff like that. It's like taking your parents job sexualizing it and then use it in the bedroom and now that sounds creepy yes does it sound scary uh it could be but sometimes when we are in the mindset of sex or when we are becoming sexual deviants for our partner or we're training them to be one some things that happen in our personal life is going to transfer over into our sex life. And it can be a good thing and a, or a bad thing, but when it comes to BDSM, that's the reason why communication is very huge in BDSM. Let me know what makes you feel uncomfortable. Let me know what makes you feel like you are too much of a item or a subject rather than a person. Because with a good um, BDSM relationship, if you tell your partner that they are doing too much of something, then they're in BDSM, you have to step back and you have to slow down. You have to take time because you could really inflict a lot of pain onto someone or cause trauma or even just make them feel like they don't want to have sex ever again. And that sounds scary in a sense, but you shouldn't be scared. If BDSM is not your thing, then it's not your thing. And that's understandable. But if you ever wanted to try it, Make sure you do it with somebody that you have amazing communication with. Because if you don't, then somebody can end up hurting themselves. Physically, sexually, emotionally, spiritually, all that stuff. It says I'm 3% a sadist. And um, that's just basically a person who likes to inflict pain onto others, inflict pain, humiliation, all the other kind of stuff onto others. Now, in sex, no, I am not. In other situations, yes, I am. And if you just know me, then you know. If you don't, then you don't. But inside of sex, no, I don't want to hurt my partner. I don't do, I don't even think about hurting him. Now, I'll be lying if I say if his dick is in my mouth and I just got a throat full of him. Have I ever thought about biting down on it just to see what would happen? Of course. But would I actually do it? No. Would I want to whoop him or spank him or um, humiliate him, grope him in public or anything like that? No, I wouldn't do that because I just won't feel comfortable 
in doing that. And even talking about it, it's kind of just like, mm, it's not my thing at all, at all, at all. And the last one is called age player. I am 0% an age player. An age player is basically a fetish where you and your partner um, would dress up as whatever age. You could dress up as if you both are 70, 10, 4, 3, 50, 68, 25, 32, like any age. You would just dress up and then you'll have sex. Like you would role play in that age. Um, if you are 70, that means you were pro- not probably, but that means you were born like in the 1950s, 1940s, that, something like that. So then you could, um, no wait, my mom was born in the sixties and she's in her fifties. So then 1950s would be sixties. Yeah. 1940s, 70. Cool. I make sure I had it right. But you're in the 19, 19- you act like how you would if you were living in the 1940s, fifties and sixties. And then you will have sex with each other after the dialogue or conversation has concluded. And that's just it. I can tell you now I'm not into that shit at all. I am okay with role play. I'm okay with role play as another character. Like I could act like Superwoman or I could dress up as like an anime character or be a maid or a firewoman, police officer, teacher, anything like that where I'm a character. But to be... And uh, age and have sex, it just, mm-mm. I feel like that's just too far for me. And um, depending on the ages and stuff like that at times too, it could unveil a lot of traumatic experiences for me that I don't want to relive. And so I would rather just stay what age I am at now and just um, dress up as different characters or uh, memes or something like that. But an age player, no, that's not me. And so, yeah, that's my BDSM chart. Um, like I said, there are some things that I agree with and there are some things that I don't. But those are these are only the things that happen when I engage in BDSM. And like it said, I'm 30-something percent vanilla, 30 or 50-something percent vanilla. And in those numbers of me being vanilla, even though it's saying conventional, regular sex, it's rare... Hold on, excuse me. It's very rare that I have unconven I mean I have conventional regular sex because I mean what is regular sex? Everyone has it in their own special way and everybody doesn't do it the same way. There are some things that people do that feels great to them and what feels great to you might not feel great to me. So that's just my take on it. But that is my BDSM chart. If you are interested in taking the test, by the way, this video is not, or not video, haha, this podcast is not sponsored. I'm literally just um, telling people about this test or about this website because when I took my test and I shared my results with my partner and on my last social media, it was like a whoa type thing. It was very, um, it was a big eye opener. And also currently I'm reading... Um, two books, a a Dom's Guide and a Sub's Guide, and they're both by an author named Matthew Larcoco. I hope I'm saying his name correctly. If I'm not, then I'm sorry. It's not on purpose. But I'm reading his um books, which are guides to being a great Dom and a great Sub. And so far, I love, 
I love the books because not only one, does it really break down what it means to be in those roles, but it also gives the history of BDSM. And I feel like a lot of people who are um, afraid to try it or feel like it's too much is because of the stereotypes that's been placed or yeah, the stereotypes that's been placed around it due to some of our psychoanalysis or psychotherapists before that have claimed BDSM to be one thing when it's really another. And so I would suggest to anybody, if you're interested in BDSM, definitely check out his books. I bought both of them from Amazon. They were only like seven to $10. Great read. I'm almost done with the Dom one. And as soon as I finish with that one, I'm going straight into the sub. I just want to know. And if you want to take the BDSM test to know like what your status is, it's bdsmtest.org. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.